Good afternoon, and welcome to another episode of the Super Duper Flex Bros. I am Tom, and this is the first time that I will be recording from my house, the dog house, as opposed to um, calling in and sharing my opinions with my co-host, Sam. The, the two of us have been on opposite schedules this week, so we actually missed our Thursday night release date. So um, I also have a very busy upcoming weekend. So I decided that instead of us waiting until next week, I was off work this afternoon, so I put something together. So today I wanted to talk about the uh, draft winners from rounds 10 through 15 of our do-over league. And I also wanted to talk about one of my favorite rookie wide receivers that has been getting some uh, some mixed uh, mixed love from uh, the fantasy community right now. Um, like I said, I've got a pretty busy upcoming weekend. I'm pretty excited. In a couple hours, I'm going to be headed downtown Minneapolis to go see one of my favorite comedians, Nikki Glazer. Um, she's absolutely hilarious. So if she's coming to town in, in your city, definitely recommend going to see her. And tomorrow, Saturday, is National Margarita Day. For those of you that, that know me, you know how much I love my my margaritas and more specifically my uh, um, 1800 tequila. So those of you that uh, are of the legal drinking age, I recommend that you get the correct supplies to make a margarita tomorrow and uh, raise one up um, in celebration. So um, myself, personally, I enjoy making a margarita with three very simple ingredients. One is a shot and a half of top shelf tequila. So if, if you're making this with Jose or anything out of a plastic bottle, you're, you're doing it wrong, go out, spend the extra couple dollars to get yourself a quality of silver tequila. My, my favorite is 1800 silver. So you'll start with the one and a half ounces of tequila followed by one and a half ounces of triple sec. So if, if you want to uh, spend up and um, get something a, a little nicer than, than triple sec, any orange liqueur will do. And lastly, an ounce and a half of lime juice. So you add all three of those ingredients in a glass with ice. You shake it for about five to 10 seconds, and then you strain it over a different glass of ice with a, a rim salt and a lime wedge. It, none of this garbage pre-mixed margarita drink mix. That's If you're doing that, that's just added calories. You can't even taste the tequila in it. So just, just keep it simple. Uh, last time, just tequila, lime juice, and triple sec. Boom. That's all you need. Um, before I get into the, uh, the draft winners from rounds 10 through 15, I also wanted to share a personal experience that I, that I had yesterday. So um, as my, my brother Sam has, has shared on the show, I work as a full-time firefighter. And uh, yesterday was also one of my days off. One of the nice things about being a firefighter is um, I, I have about 20 days off each month to do something else. Um, so naturally, with having that much time off, I decided one of the things that I'll do is work as a part-time firefighter on my days off. So I was actually at my uh, part-time or volunteer fire department yesterday. And at about 3 p.m., we got a call for a uh, rollover accident. When we arrived on scene, there were um, three vans involved. One minivan was on its side, and there were two other vans that were um, that had uh, crashed into each other. 
So when I, I arrived on the engine, it was just me and my captain. So just a crew of two. And we see that these are three vans that could have anywhere up to, up to five people in each vehicle. And it's just the two of us. Um, but we get out and the driver of the van that's on its side, he has gotten out of, of that van and said that, um, that he's fine. Um, the, the second van was actually um, an unattended vehicle that was on the side of the road. So that's the, the van that the first driver had hit. Um, and he sent that, uh, that empty van into a uh, Metro Mobility van where the, uh, um, the, the, the step itself, the, the lift was actually being used at, at the time to um, remove some of the, the handicapped um, individuals from, from that van. So um, the, the, the driver in the, the first vehicle outside was okay. The second van was empty. In the third van, there were two um, two people inside the van, and the guy who was driving that van moving the patient from the van to the um, to the house was actually in the house and heard the accident, and uh, he, he had just brought somebody somebody in from from the van, and the the second van had actually um, landed on top of this lift. That, that was used to um, get uh, these handicapped or, or wheelchair wheelchair bound individuals from the van to the ground. So this van was on top of the lift where there was um, two people on less than a minute before that. It give, gives me chills just, just talking about it right now. So if this van would have crashed into the second van a minute sooner, that we, we would have ended up on, on the news last night for for somebody who who would have at least one, possibly two people would have, would have gotten killed. Um, luckily, everybody was okay. the The lift on this uh, Metro Mobility van was completely destroyed, um, so we had to wait for for those to get towed. Um, a couple of the handicapped individuals on the bus um, were were pretty distressed, um, so we um, stayed with them for a couple hours until another bus was able to arrive, and we had to physically lift these individuals out instead of using the lift um, and get them onto a, a, another bus. So I just have to say I'm uh, very thankful that I got to witness this miracle of nobody getting hurt. It could have been much worse. Like I said, there's only two of us, so we could have shown up with uh, a true uh, multi-casualty incident, and instead everybody was able to walk away. And the only thing that, that was, was damaged was, was these three vans. I also forgot to add that the park van that was hit, the front left wheel came off um, and hit the, the back of the Metro Mobility van. So if that, if that wheel would have gone into oncoming traffic or hit somebody that was walking by, that could have been an absolute disaster too. So a lot of people, when they find out that I'm a firefighter, they ask what the craziest thing is that I've seen, what's the worst thing that I've seen. Uh, I've seen things that are much worse than this, but this was definitely one of those um, incidents where I, I walk away where this is this is a story that I'll I'll be, be telling people. So I thought I would share that with my super duper flex bros um, and just be be uh, be thankful um, for uh, for every day that, that you're alive because you never know when a, a random van's gonna uh, run into you. All right, now after that. 
that story, let's get to the draft winners from rounds 10 through 15. I, I skipped the, uh, the the single digit rounds because we could we could go through each round the, of the, the first three and you're kind of splitting hairs. Who do you like more between Patrick Mahomes or Lamar Jackson or Saquon versus McCaffrey? Either of them could, could finish one in their uh, respective position. So without further ado, I will start with round 10. And I have to say that the uh, the owner that drafted Paris Campbell is the, the winner. Um, it was very close between Paris Campbell and Tony Pollard for me because um, it, Paris Campbell um, absolutely destroyed the combine last year. And I believe that since he, he ended up on IR for um, the majority of, of the season last year, I think he'll, he'll come back healthy and with an aging, um, often injured T.Y. Hilton still on the team, I believe that Paris Campbell will um, step forward and become the uh, new wide receiver one with whoever the um, whoever the, the future quarterback is uh, of uh, the Indianapolis Colts. Uh, Tony Pollard, if uh, if he was with any other team than Dallas, maybe I would have said that he was the um, the, the round ten winner. Um, it, it, we all know this is uh, Zeke's backfield, so we're kind of counting on that that injury to. Zeke to occur or for him to go out and do something stupid and get suspended again. But if either of those things happen, boom, Tony Pollard ends up being a RB one for the rest of the season. Could, could even be a, a top five running back. Next we have round 11. This was also a, another close round, but I um, gave the nod to the owner that drafted Deontay Johnson. Um, we, we saw Deontay Johnson flash a couple times last year with horrible quarterback play. Juju Smith-Schuster um, was also injured. And I think going into the 2020 season, we don't know who the starting quarterback is going to be. We don't know who they're, who they're going to favor. So who's to say that Deontay Johnson doesn't end up being the, the wide receiver one? I know that might be a little bit of a hot take. I know it's a lot of people are kind of hating on Juju right now. I think Juju is still a very good quality receiver. But as my co-host Sam has said before, he thinks that he is a – um, a top three wide receiver. I think he's he's just inside that top ten. And like I said, we'll we'll see who the the quarterback ends up being. Next, uh, we have the round twelve winner, and I gave this one to the owner that drafted Preston Williams. So um, Preston Williams, his uh, uh, rookie season was cut short with a torn ACL. But weeks one through eight, he was averaging 10 points per game. And uh, week nine, right before he got hurt, he truly did break out, ended week nine with, with 24 points. So uh, Devontae Parker looked to be the wide receiver one. He is getting a little bit older. So I think Preston Williams, um, his first year back this year, I, I, I don't think he'll be a top 20 receiver, but I think he is definitely a hold in dynasty, whereas in two to three years, when if uh, if two is the quarterback that they draft and they have him sit and watch Ryan Fitzpatrick play, Preston Williams could be a um, top wide receiver in 2021. And uh, on to uh, round 13, 
I know a lot of people, including myself, were, were disappointed to see this guy go so early. I actually had him penciled in as my um, 15th round guy that I was going to take no matter who was on the board because I, I truly believe in this guy's talent. And this is the reaction that I that I had when he was picked. No, God! No, God, please, no! 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 So, much like Michael Scott, I was also very disappointed to see Gus Edwards go in the 13th round. He, he finished the uh, season with a very respectable 5.3 yards per carry on that, that offense with Lamar Jackson, kind of getting the, uh, the linebackers flat-footed. And uh, I, I think he's, he, he's, he's one of the best underrated handcuffs. Um, uh, his, Mark Ingram is uh is another year older and although he finished as the rb10 i i he did um get hurt in week 16 so there's a possibility that if mark ingram gets hurt then gus edwards becomes the guy off to round number 14 this was also another running back that i was hoping would uh would fall to me in the 18th or 19th round of uh, this 19 round, yeah, 19 round draft um, is Boston Scott. So he is the uh, the new Darren Sproles in this Philadelphia Eagles backfield. So I know Miles Sanders popped, and I, I think Miles Sanders is still a safe safe RB one, high end RB two for the, the 2020 season. But uh, we've seen um, Doug Peterson likes having his committee. I think Boston Scott showed that he he deserves to be. On the field in week 14, he had 25 points. Week 15, 13 points. Week 16, 8 points. Week 17, he truly broke out with 36 fantasy points. So I think uh, Boston Scott, um, if you if you have a, a bye week and you need to throw a running back in there, he, uh, he has uh, um, RB1 upside on that, that Eagles offense. And um, as of right now, this is Friday afternoon at 3.30, and uh, so uh, Sash's key is still on the clock, going on four hours. I don't know if maybe uh, they're working on some trades right now, but the past four picks, they have taken Jalen Richard, Tyrell Williams, Greg Olson, and Mohamed Sanu. So I'm going to name the round 15 winner before they have made their pick because I'm pretty certain that they are not going to beat this player and this is actually the player that I drafted in the 15th round that I'm very excited about, and that's Prashad Perriman. Um, he was the wide receiver, two from weeks 13 through 17. And I know everybody's thinking, well, yeah, he was he, he got got his playing time because of Mike Evans getting hurt and like Chris Godwin getting hurt. And that's, that's actually my point is that it, it all comes down to talent and opportunity in the NFL. He, Perriman hasn't really – been been very successful in the NFL yet, but from a fantasy football perspective, he actually flashed um, towards the end of the season with the Browns last year as well. And it, um, in 2019, in weeks 13 through 17, he had 14 points, 16 points, 35 points, 17 points, 24 points. So um, I don't think he's going to be taking Mike Evans or Chris Godwin's role, but um, this is a, a um, opportunity for Paramount to go out and become a 
wide receiver two for a team. So looking in my, my crystal ball this afternoon, I, I would guess that a team like uh, the Eagles or the Packers um, that might not want to spend that draft capital on acquiring a new wide receiver might go out and, and pay uh, Brashad Perriman to be their, their wide receiver too. And with uh, those, those elite quarterbacks with Carson Wentz and Aaron Rodgers, I, I think they could, Perriman could, could finish within inside the, the top 25 and have some, some wide receiver long weeks, um, pretty similar to the, the output that Elshon Jeffrey um, has had in the past. So that's my, uh, my week uh, or my, uh, my rounds 10 through 15 winners. Um, next, I want to talk about a wide receiver that I am very excited to see where, where he gets drafted. Um, actually, back in 2019 or 2018, I was looking at um, Superflex uh, draft um, uh, at, um, ADPs for, for this, this rookie class. And Tyler Johnson was actually a top 12 um, fantasy prospect at the time, which I, I thought was, was a little bit high, but now things have um, gone the complete opposite direction where I don't think Tyler Johnson is, uh, is getting enough love. So he's the wide receiver for the Gophers and in, uh, in his, uh, his junior season, he put up 1200 receiving yards and 12 touchdowns. And then I think because he decided to stay for his senior year, some people um, were a little hesitant to think that, that he'll be a, a quality NFL receiver. But a lot of people haven't been talking about that his senior year, he came back, he actually put up more impressive numbers, had um, over over 1,200 receiving yards. Um, it might have been closer to 1,300. Um, I, I don't want to sit here and just keep on reading stats to you guys, but I know that he, he did finish with, with 13 touchdowns. So he actually had more receiving touchdowns in his senior year than his junior year. Um, and, and something that I, I've heard a lot of, or something that I have not heard other fantasy podcasts talk about is that Tyler Johnson and the Gophers, they're a run first offense and uh, have, have a very quality defense. So I have actually went to a couple of Gopher games last season. I got to see Tyler Johnson play in person he looks. He looked like a man amongst boys out there. And uh, Tanner Morgan, his quarterback, is good, but he's not great. So being on a team that wants to run the ball first, the Gophers had three quality running backs that could get the job done with a good quarterback. And for him to put up these these elite numbers, I think he's um, easy, easily a buy for uh, for your second round rookie picks. Um, he, he didn't get invited to the senior bowl. There's been, um, some, some questions about his, uh, his off the, off the field character, which I haven't done enough research and I haven't really seen any, um, any evidence to support these claims. So maybe something will come out before the draft of why he wasn't invited to the senior bowl. Um, but I think if he went to the senior bowl, then a lot more people would be talking about him with the, uh, with the combine coming up, I think Tyler Johnson is, um, also not going to flash at the combine and, you know, kind of raise on the, uh, the boards. So I think he was looking like a round two, um, pick in the, the NFL draft. And I've heard that he might fall to the later rounds or he might actually go undrafted. But, um, if he, if he gets drafted and gets the, the right opportunity, I think he, he could easily become, um, a team's second or third, third wide receiver, 
um, by, by the end of his rookie year. So he, when it comes to the combine, he's not going to be, be like rugs where he's going to be um, one of the fastest wide receivers out there. And he doesn't have the, the body type of a DK Metcalf to really wow anybody. So if you, if you Google Tyler Johnson, I don't think you're going to find any, any half naked selfies of, uh, of himself taken at uh, the, uh, the closest gold's gym or anything like that. But um, it, it compared to other wide receivers that are, that are, that are um, being talked about that might uh, be taken in the, in the second or third round, I would take Tyler Johnson over Hamler, Duvernay, uh, Van Jefferson, Brandon Ayuk, um, Denzel Mims, and Donovan Peoples-Jones. So I think uh, the, the, the hate for, for Tyler Johnson is um, – get a little out of control right now. And I, I think given um, how talented he is, it, a lot of times fantasy football isn't that hard. Some people are just really good at football. And I think Tyler Johnson is one of those guys. He, he had a couple of drops early on in his college career, but I think people are allowed to have drops. Like not everybody's going to come into the league and be Michael Thomas and catch 99% of the balls thrown his way. So um, Tyler Johnson for me, is a locked-in wide receiver, top ten wide receiver for this this rookie class. So if you're in the the mid to uh, late second round, Tyler Johnson is on the board. I can say with 100% confidence, draft him. He might be the team's wide receiver three next year, but I think by 2021 he will have broken out and he will be um, possibly a top 30 wide receiver in dynasty. And um, the sky's the limit from there. So that's that's all I have to say about Tyler Johnson. Hope you guys have a have a good weekend. Don't forget to make that margarita tomorrow. And until Sam and I get back together for another episode of the Super Duper Flex Bros, keep it flexy.